you know, one, once we have to face the classic question, uh, which is, what is the meaning of life? Each one of us needs to ask ourselves this question and we have to find the answer, right? And throughout the centuries, you have had many, many, many uh, philosophers or uh, great religious leaders who have given different answers to humanity's, I would say, central question. And Jesus does the same in today's gospel. You have to kind of look for it, but it's there. So at this point of, of his life, of course, we know that Jesus is uh, starting his ministry. So he needs to collect, uh, you know, apostles. And one by one, you know, he gets them. And today, of course, we saw the story how he got uh, some of them, but mo most importantly, you know, how he, how he got uh, St. Peter, you know, his uh, first pope, you know, the, the leader of the Twelve. But let's go back a little bit, you know, at the very point when John the Baptist, because you see him first, uh, says to his disciples when Jesus was passing by, like, this is the Lamb of God, right? Behold the, the, the Messiah. Uh, he took a huge risk. You have to remember that in first century when you are a teacher, uh, a rabbi, you have disciples, okay? If you have disciples, it means you have income, okay? That's your salary. This is how you, how you make money. Losing disciples means losing money. And John did this, <laughs> which no one would did. Like, this is the Lamb of God. You should follow him. You know, I was thinking, how can I use this image for you in, in 21st century here? It would be like, Father Brian is gone, right, for six months. And you know what? Go to All Souls, all of you, next Sunday. Follow Father Rick. Or go to the cathedral, follow Father Sam. Or go to All Saints, follow Monsignor Quan. He was once here, right? Uh, I wouldn't do it. So, of course, don't do it. Stay here. <laughs> Bring more friends. We want to grow this church, okay? So when Father Brian is back in six months, you know, he will see, oh, Vital, you got more, m many people. I'm like, yeah, I did, yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm doing my job, okay. <clears throat> but John, here's the key. John the Baptist knew that that was his mission, to point at Christ. So he knew, I'm going to lose my disciples. And at the end of his story, he lost his head even, right? Remember. Not just disciples, everything, including his head. That was his mission. Now, when finally two of them are following Christ, I love this image. It, it, it had to look pretty weird when it happened. Because uh, Jesus is going back to his home when he was staying, right, in the Capernaum. And then he has <laughs> these two random strangers behind him, just following him, right? That's, that's what you don't want to experience in this life, when someone follows you and you don't know this person, right? So just imagine Jesus just walking and he's like, uh, can I help you? You know, what are you looking for? Uh, and so like, teacher, where, where are you staying? Oh, come and see. Come and see. But here is the key. Jesus asked this question, what are you looking for? Which is, what's, what's the meaning of life for you? Why are you here? 
Why are you here? This is the, the key question. Come and see, and of course you will, you, will, uh, you will find out where I'm staying at. And that's what Jesus does with all of us. You know, he invites us to follow him, but you have to choose to do so, right? So thank you for coming today, because you chose to come here, right? You chose to come to follow Christ, to see where he lives. You are looking for the meaning of life, and Jesus is the answer. Of course, the friendship with Christ is the, the meaning of life. My personal friendship with him, that's what gives me uh, fulfillment in this life. So again, the meaning of life is not the thing to be possessed or an abstract doctrine to be understood. It's Christ. It's Christ himself and my relationship uh, with him. Now, as you can see, there are two uh, roles that are happening. So you have Christ who calls us to follow him, but then we have to choose to do it. You need both. You need both. And that's why in today's first reading you saw uh, Samuel, uh, who is a little boy. Uh, if you don't remember the story of Samuel, the great prophet of Israel, uh, his mother Hannah was praying so much for, uh, for a child when she, finally when she got the baby boy, she promised God that, Lord, I will, give you, I will give him back to you. And that's what she did. So we now see Samuel in the temple with Eli. He is the priest. And he's teaching Samuel how to be a prophet, how to be a priest, right? So he lives with, uh, with Eli in the temple. And this is the first time actually Samuel hears the voice of God. And he doesn't recognize it. He needs some help, right? And so finally, when Eli tells him, oh, yeah, that's the Lord, you know, when the next time he calls you, just say, speak for your servant is listening. Right? We need to listen to God's voice. Because he talks to us, but we have to just say, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. That's what Jesus did with the apostles. You want to see where I live? Follow me. Follow me and you will, you will see that. That's what happens with all of us. We need to, yes, look for Christ's voice in our lives when he calls, and we have to, of course, choose to, to do so, uh, to follow him. Now, that's the best way to become a saint, to do God, what God tells you. Uh, one of the greatest saints, Polish saints, St. Maximilian Kolbe, once said that if you want to become a saint, there is a pretty simple recipe your will equals God's will. You are a saint. Easy? Do it. Now, in his case, you know what happened to Colby, right? Yeah, he got killed, like John the Baptist. God's will? Yep. Doesn't look good? No, it doesn't. God's will not always looks good. From a human perspective, losing your life is terrible. You fight for your life and losing it for God, Jesus said this many, many times, uh, but he said once, right? If you lose your life, actually you will gain eternal life. God's will. God's will. In the Bible, uh, like 
kind of in any other stories, when you have uh, the main character or a few other characters, they have names. And we don't do it anymore, but this is how it used to work. Your name meant something, still does. Like, do you know your name really means? Like, let's look at the Jesus. Uh, do you know what it means? Jesus? Usually, your name is associated with the mission of your life. You know, God's will for your life. What did uh, Jesus do for us? Behind me, there is the clue. He died, right? But he died, why? Because he wanted to save us. Jesus means God saves. God saves. And I was thinking about it. My name, Vitold, means something too. You know what? The one who rules over the people, a.k.a. a king. And now when Father Brian is gone, <laughs> I rule over Lourdes and St. Louis. As you can see, the name is associated with the mission of the person. It doesn't happen really often now, but that's how, how it used to work, you know, in the Bible. The name always meant something, the mission. So that's what we should look for. What's my mission in this life? There is a mission for each one of you. And I'm not talking about like, you know, what, what kind of job you should do in your life. It's kind of interesting if you ask uh, little kids, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? They usually give you some kind of like answer like, oh, I, I want to be a, be a firefighter, you know, a police officer, a priest. And I was thinking about it. It's associated with, I think, with this kind of jobs because you have to have a uniform, right? And the kids are like, it's like a Halloween every day, you know, like, yeah, I can dress up like suits and tie, like, that's boring you know, work in the office, but like being a priest, you can change your colors, right? Uh, being in a police officer, you know, like firefighter, you have this huge truck, you can put out some fire, you know, fire too. It, it looks nice, you know, I want to be a doctor because they have uniforms too. You know, when, and I was asked this question first time in my life, I think I was like six or seven. I remember I just watched uh, the first Jurassic Park and my answer was like, yeah, I want to be a paleontologist, whatever it's called, you know, the guy who looks for the bones of dinosaurs, you know, like, that looks nice, you know, I want to do it. But then, of course, I wanted to be a firefighter to even a priest at some point, kind of like a, a, a child, you know, wish, but still, you know, here I am. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. That's what we're singing between the readings, the psalm. Because again, that's the meaning of life, you know, if I really, truly look for Christ in my life, finding the mission that comes from Him, it's like, it must happen. That's what gives you, what gives you a purpose in life and, and happiness. So I think <clears throat> there, are, there are like three essential ways or tools, let's call them tools, that you can use to really go deeper into your relationship with Christ and look for your vocation, that's how we call it. Vocation comes from Latin, vocare, which means to call. God calls, and you have to listen. Now, the very first tool that you can use to find out your mission is prayer. 
And of course, most of the time we define prayer as a dialogue with Christ. Well, if this is the dialogue, it means you talk and then God talks. Guess what? Almost no one does the second part. It's usually us who talk to Christ. I always imagine like Jesus here on Sunday, like being in a tabernacle. And he, of course, hears all of you because he's God, right? So he can hear everything what you have in your heart right now, what you want to tell him. But sometimes I think we pray all, most of the time like, God, I want to help you with this, with that. And then God is like, okay, my turn. Can I say something? No. You know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, see you next Sunday. <laughs> I'm like, so Jesus is like, uh, excuse me, I, I want to say something. No, no, you're good. See you next Sunday. See you next Sunday. See you. Like, no, let him talk. Let him talk. Like Samuel was like, Lord, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. So prayer is crucial. But yes, it's not just about us talking to God, but let him speak. So you need some quiet time with Christ. It needs to happen if you want to look for your uh, mission in life. Now, the second one is, of course, uh, that comes from Christ too, the sacraments. Uh, some of them you can receive just once in your life. The baptism, right? Confirmation. Uh, but some of them you can receive multiple times, like the Eucharist. And you should. It's meant to help you to find uh, God's will in your life. That's what John the Baptist said. Like, this is the Lamb of God. And I will say that right before Holy Communion, the priest shows you the body and blood. And he says, behold the Lamb of God. So I'm kind of like John the Baptist, right? It's not about me or Father Sean or Father Brian. It's about Christ. You want to follow him, not the priest, right? Behold, I'm losing my life. I'm losing my hat so you can follow him, okay? Look at, at Christ. And the third one is, uh, if you are really serious about looking for the mission that comes from Christ, you really, make, you really want to make God's will your first uh, concern, right? Because again, one key aspect of friendship, any friendship, is wanting and liking the same things, right? I want your goodness. So friendship with Christ uh, means wanting and working for whatever Christ wants and works for. And today, son really uh, put it pretty well. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will, right? I come to do your will. And I usually use my, my example to, to really show you how it works. Like me being a priest, right? That was not my plan. I said this so many times. Uh, I have a totally different one. But here I am, <laughs> you know, dressed up in these fancy clothes now, uh, speaking my second language with which when I was in middle school, I claimed to my teachers that I will never learn, learn English, never. Here I am, 15 years later. I was terrified of public speaking. I do it every day now, it's my job. Uh, because I said yes to his plan. And he helped me with all of this. 
he helped me, of course, to overcome all the human weaknesses, but that's what happened. I really did what Samuel did, you know, Lord, I'm listening. Tell me what, what I should do. And I didn't like really the idea at the first. Because really when you think about being a young man who is sacrificing his life for Christ and the church, it means, yeah, I'm going to kind of lose my life too on a spiritual level. Like, I'm not going to get married ever or have kids. That's the desire that we have too as priests. But you have to choose. So, yeah, I lost my hat, uh, you know, by saying yes to Christ. That's usually what happens. When you say yes to Christ, you have to lose something, but you will gain much more in the future. And that's what he said. If you ever uh, leave your uh, houses, right, your fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, uh, you will gain my much, much, much more now and then later in the next, in the next life. But that's what we need, to, we need to do. We look for Christ's mission for us, what he wants us to do. So we tell him, here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. Uh, make it your first priority in life, and uh, you will be surprised how God really works. But yes, listen to him. Listen to him. So today, when you receive him in the Holy Eucharist, uh, ask him actually this question in your heart, like, Lord, I'm listening. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Uh, and don't be surprised when he tells you, because he will. If you ask the right question, he will give you the answer.